Finally, it is here. Finally, the day is upon us. Part three. Finally, part three. Took a while. Gaming franchises. Now, normally, Chris Hawk or John Kenoki would be with me, but today we're bringing back two people who did gaming franchises part one and two with me. And uh, I am joined by none other than Kevin. Yo, welcome back, Kevin. Yeah, sorry about that long, long nap. Um, so see what happened was it was these two dudes, right? <laughs> oh no. And Scott Die is back. I'm so happy. Die yeah. Asta. So pumped. Friends suck. So much excitement. Internet fame. Is that YouTube what we call famous. It? Bold choices of words. <laughs> Just bold choices all around. The page is still running, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, it is. It is not it. shut down, which is, I guess, a bonus. It didn't get shut down, did it? No, no, no. That's a different one. Not this time. Not this time. Oh, that's right. I remember last time we had the jokes. Yeah. Josh had the jokes. Josh did have the when jokes. Josh was here. That was a while ago. Good times. Good times. Good times. Oh my was God. It, was I've it been though? in Virginia Beach a freaking year. <laughs> Holy crap, guys. So we're back. The three of us are back together. We're talking about gaming franchises again, part three. Uh, we never got to talk about these other gaming franchises that we're going to talk about today. Uh, thank God. Kevin saved his list, saved the list, I should say, the holy list. He is good for some things. Still more useful than you. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> now, halfway through, you will have to go to Patreon and give us at least a dollar to uh, continue this conversation. <laughs> to uh, complete we, the podcast. Hey, we look, don't want to say DLC, but... Look, all I'm saying is everybody else is making money by the, by the episode. Like, why can't we? That's what I'm saying. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I see very minimal downside to this. Microtransactions for the win. Thank we you, hardly, EA. We hardly have any money, so we can't lose billions. Bro, we're, we're sitting here That's struggling. That's a really to good out. way to think of this. <laughs> also true. I was say we're sitting here trying to figure out how we're going to split a bowl of ramen between the three of us. Like for real. Yeah, that's a, that's about like a to bowl happen. Of cup ramen. Like, <laughs> do I want to charge it to credit? I think <laughs> that if we do get ramen, I'm just going to get like the flavor packet. You guys can have the noodles. Okay. See, but you taking okay. the best part. I don't like that. <laughs> I'll take the. <laughs> you got the actual sustenance. <laughs> I'll take the little bits of corn and peas. He's so. getting the nice stuff. <laughs> so what, y'all leaving me with the packs. broth? This is some bullshit. <laughs> the dog can have the noodles. There you go. So, See, splitting in four ways. We we we, we got smart. This. We got this. <laughs> We're broke. We're so broke. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm gonna pass it over to Kevin. Kevin is going to be my co-host for this episode. I mean, technically, three of us are co-hosts. Are you still doing the Audible thing? We are doing Audible. I should mention that. Um, if you head over to audible.com. Thanks, Scott Die. Oh, yeah, man. man uh, audibletrial.com slash C7pod. That is C7pod after the backslash of audibletrial.com. You will get, Audible, <laughs> you will get <laughs> a free month of Audible. Okay? Audible has over like millions of audio dramas, audio books. Okay, audio version's a book, I should say. And you, you get a free one when you, get this, when you get this trial. You do. So you get to pick one free 
audiobook or audio drama on Audible with a 30-day free trial. Now, look, just sign up. You can help us out, and then you can, you know, you can, um, you can quit after the 30 days. Just saying. But, like, um, but if you wanted to stay yeah. and listen to a good book, yeah, then can I make a recommendation? Go ahead. The Paper Magician. It's a three-little book series. It's a romance thing, and I know that sounds kind of strange, and I know that the people here may not know that I, that I listen to audiobooks every now and then, but... Nerd. Paper Magician, awesome story, beautiful character development, and one of my favorite female characters in a book ever. Uh, Check if it out. I'm allowed to make a recommendation as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there is a small series of books going on. Uh, I forget who the author is, but it's uh, called The Summoner. Uh, it's a small series of books. I think they're on book four or five, I believe it is. Uh, so far, it's fantastic. The, the, sorry, the story is fantastic. Um, it's like a mixture of like Skyrim, Pokemon, and like a bunch of your favorite fantasies. It's actually really good. So I would check that out if they have an audio for it. They might not have one, but if not, that's a recommendation for a book anyway. I like your recommendation in general. Your generalized recommendation. I could dig it. I could dig so it. So check out audibletrial.com slash C7pod for that 30-day free trial and free audiobook. And, you know, thanks, guys, for the recommendations. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the games. Gaming franchises. So last time we talked about... What did we talk about part two? That was so, so long ago. Part two was Kingdom Hearts, Tekken, Battlefield, Star Wars Battlefront, Medal of Honor, Rainbow Six, and the Lego franchise. Now, a lot has happened since we've talked about those games. A new Battlefront just came out, which we just dogged on for the microtransactions. Um, no, but for real, if you guys want to throw some money at us, we're not, we're not upset about that. Yeah, please, we're not, we're not uh, you know, we're, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we be argue? Uh, Rainbow Six just had a lot of uh, season updates they're doing the, uh they're on season year three or season three yeah, or how I they do it i think it's season three now and they're doing like a zombie mode for season three which looks really interesting i'm not gonna lie yeah i don't i don't think it's gonna be enough to get me into siege siege just by itself seems very campy and very slow paced mm-hmm. but the zombie mode does look really interesting that might be something for me to watch uh tekken just released some New characters, right? It released uh Geese ah. Howard from uh King of Fighters, and they announced Noctis Lucius Calum from Final Fantasy Fifteen, soon to be New Bay. Soon to be. Soon to be Kevin's New Bay. Oh yes. So yeah, a lot has happened since the last time we talked about this, and uh Kingdom Hearts three is still not here, so <laughs> it, let's let's be real. We're gonna be dreaming about that for a little while. It's one of those things you just stop looking forward to until they announce it a month out and then you're like oh yeah that's right but you can't follow it like that or you'll just cry have they confirmed that it's coming out next year or 2018 i think they confirmed that two years ago (laughs) (laughs) okay not wrong not entirely wrong we're waiting so let's get into part three we're going to be talking about uh bunch of new game franchises that hopefully you guys will love uh, check out parts one and two, obviously. But I'm gonna pass it over to Kevin to, uh, I guess, talk about his opinions on the first game, and then ask us uh, our opinions on the uh, first game. Kevin, so where we're gonna start is we're gonna start off with the Ghost Recon franchise. Um, I know my first game for Ghost Recon, I think, was Black Arrow. 
I believe that was it, on the original Xbox. Um, it was good. It was really, really good. Uh, I was actually really immersed in the game, and I remember playing hours upon hours of that game and then getting into the multiplayer where I got wrecked constantly. Was it good campaign-wise, or was it good, like, the way the game played-wise? It was a, It was both, honestly. Like, okay. it felt right on the on the original xbox mind you on the original xbox controller it felt right um as far as the control layout went um but i also liked that the campaign was very intense like it was like one of those edge of your seat like action movies kind of campaigns and then i remember when rainbow six vegas or nope we're in the wrong series um <laughs> rainbow six vegas was what i got into afterwards but ghost recon advanced warfighter mm-hmm. came out and I got that on the original Xbox when they released it originally for the original Xbox and the Xbox 360. Garbage. <laughs> yeah, that was the first person one. No, it wasn't. Uh, was right? it? On original Xbox, yeah, it was first person. Yeah, then... I think on original Xbox it was first person and it was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you played it on 360, you played the way it was supposed to. Yeah, and the graphics were beautiful. So much better. The, the campaign was even different, I believe. Yeah. Like, the big thing that I remember very specifically about Graw on the original Xbox was everything, literally everything, was at, like, 15 frames per second. Like, you could visually visually see, like, the enemies looked like they were coming off of an Atari game. Like, their legs were moving that slow. Yeah. Like, and you're trying to, like concentrate and immerse yourself into this game and it's like oh my god i can't do this yeah that's that's tragic yeah i remember um the first ghost recon game i played was uh the first one on uh ps2 i believe and then i i wasn't really into the first game but i got more into it when ghost recon 2 came out and ghost recon 2 i thought was amazing and then summit strike came out which was like a basically an add-on to 2 that's when they kind of released the game or like the a different version of the game, I would say this is way before you know DLC and stuff. So yeah, now well, we would just get like a good snow maps and stuff like that. Yeah, like but, expansion. Well, it was kind of like a kind of like an expansion the way it sounds. Yeah, it almost mm-hmm. pretty much. It was almost the same game, just uh, a big snow campaign. I feel like. Okay. Uh, but that I thought Summit Strike was amazing. That was one of my favorite games ever, and uh, obviously I got in the Grawl and stuff and. Uh, Grawl, I would say, Grawl two was better than the than Grawl one. Um, Grawl, Grawl wasn't bad. They hit they, I would say the campaign was its best part or its best asset of the game. Uh, the multiplayer wasn't bad, but Grawl two I think was where it it really it got really good. Um, but those games aren't bad. Those games are pretty fun, especially for the time period they came out in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then um. Uh, Ghost Recon Future Soldier wasn't bad. That was kind of like how the division plays almost. The controls are almost the same. Really? Um, yeah. Was Future Soldier the one where you could get the sniper that the rounds for it would adjust mid-flight and hit people? I think so. Maybe. What? <laughs> yeah, there was one of the I'm Ghost sorry, Recon <laughs> games, which is where I came in at, which was like futuristic weapons and stuff, right before the most recent one. Yeah, Yeah, and you could get a sniper rifle. You could get an upgrade where your actual ammunition would readjust mid-flight. So if you were hiding behind a wall, I could shoot to the right of the wall, and the bullet would change direction mid-flight to kill you. 
It was dope. <laughs> is that when they first added the whole customization to the gun? Where yeah, you can, yeah. Like, and you take can change apart the, the cartridges. Gun. and yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I wish the audience could see my face right now because the look of stun was real. <laughs> yeah, like, it really was. But multiplayer wasn't... No skill required. Multiplayer wasn't great in that game because they kind of took away, like... Uh, the tactical element? Yeah, well, because um, there was only one game. There was only... Well... Uh, it cer- wasn't bad. It wasn't no. bad. There's certain maps that you still, even with like the most BS gun setups, mm-hmm. like there's certain maps that like it is the future soldier. Like it is the whole, um, it is the whole you have to infiltrate without getting noticed. So even though you could drop most of the people, somebody's gonna find out, and then you're pretty much done anyway. So then it comes down to stealth, and then managing your three computer people who are following you and trying to shoot stuff that you're like please stop as yeah, soon no. as you said stealth all right well guess i'm good I yeah the, that. <laughs> i mean the the tactical element i would say was there at a, to an extent but it was more like someone could basically get in a spot and just kill you when wherever you spawn because you had like a spawn point and on each side of the map so if like the other team would stock up on one spot, like as soon as you run by, you know, just mow down your whole team or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, multiplayer on that game wasn't too great, but campaign it was, was good. Yeah, campaign was good. It was campaign strong. Yeah, so I skipped Future Soldier. I I remember skipping Future Soldier stuff. So like, well, my thing was was that I played Graw one. Once I finally got my Xbox 360, I went back and played it, and it was good, but it was lackluster. Mm-hmm. compared to um broken arrow yeah so for me i was just like eh. eh. Grawl 2 campaign was much better and i i skipped Grawl 2 as well so maybe that's where i made my mistake mm-hmm. i should have gone back and gotten Grawl 2 and then and then done future soldier but future soldier i just thought was too ridiculous so i didn't bother yeah i mean they kind of teased it in ghost recon 2 that they were going to down the line have a game where you could use cloaking which and, you can do and uh i think that's what they wanted to do for Grawl, but something didn't work out i guess because there's like a whole like behind the scenes on summit strike you can unlock these videos about them with the military and working with uh developing different weapons and tasers and and developing cloaking and stuff like that so they really Wanted to uh, put that in the next game, it felt like. So that's what I thought was coming with Grawl. And then Grawl, like, the first one, like you said, the campaign was eh. But I think the multiplayer of Grawl 1 was better than Grawl 2 multiplayer. But the campaign in Grawl 2, in my opinion, like I said before, is definitely better than Grawl 1. But Yeah, but Future Soldiers, where they start doing the whole cloaking and the futuristic type deal when they got to that type they of had stuff. the horde mode two in there which was a uh but the, <laughs> I, but the new ghost recon mm. i love the new ghost recon i love wildlands wildlands was good yeah i'm happy they're still working on it too yeah. that's that's nice you don't see that in a lot of a lot of games well, i mean it it's depends one of the on big the titles it depends on the game though like let's not forget we're moving on to we're literally about to start season two of dlc for uh final fantasy 15 as well true and that's been out almost that's actually been out a little over a year at this point so that's very impressive that the developers are now like they're not just putting out a game, letting it run its course, and then moving on. Like, they're actually supporting the game for longer because that's what people want. 
Wow. Now, if only EA would take that same, you know, premise and add it to their sports games, cough, cough, Madden. But yeah, agreed. So um, overall, as a whole, Ghost Recon, has it gotten better or would we say it's. I would say that it's had hiccups. It obviously started in a special place and it was one of the first shooter games to have that kind of campaign feel. And in that time frame, having a good quality shooter was actually hard to come by. Um, aside from your, you know, generic multiplayer local games. Halo. So, Halo, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry, Bungie. I mean, what, what are they? 343? Yeah, 343. Yeah. yeah. So, to go from there, they had their hiccups. Obviously, you know, they had things that lost their luster on the campaign, which is where it was their strong suit anyway. And then they came into, you know, Gans Warfighter and right. Future Soldier, which was iffy. Um, <laughs> but... I feel like they came full circle and said, you know what, we're going back for the campaign and we're going to add the best parts of the player to make sure that yeah. we have something that is a actual decent co-op online campaign, which is hard to do right. Yeah. Drone Simulator 2017. It's my favorite game. Ghost Recon is... <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Recon is uh, one of my favorite gaming franchises, if not my favorite. And uh, I feel like they've, I would say from Ghost Recon 2 is probably still one of my favorites just because back then it, it seemed just the gameplay was good. I mean, if I play it now, it'd probably be way different. Yeah. But yeah. with each one, they kept trying to change it and stuff. And I just like, I was just like, give me the Ghost Recon 2, man. So it just, they're advancing with each one, which is good and bad for some people. You know, it depends on who you are, I guess. But Everybody has stuff they like about Wildlands. Like where they are now with Wildlands, I think it's uh, in a really good spot. So, Kevin, what's your final thoughts on Ghost Recon? Um, I'm with you, man. Like I, I came in a little later in the series than most people, um, but I did, I did like Graw overall. But it was still lackluster compared to Broken Arrow to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm not saying I didn't like it at all. I just didn't. I thought it was going downhill at that point. Yeah. But then when Wildlands came out and we were all playing Wildlands, that was that was so much fun. That was a good game. Um, Scott blowing us up with his drone. Yeah, it's, it's the answer to everything. Like <laughs> that was also a thing that that did in fact happen. But um, I think overall, Wildlands really, to me anyway, revived Ghost Recon. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a good direction for them. I still, there are still things about Wildlands that I missed f- having from other games. Yeah. Like the more, like the better control of your CPU allies when you're playing by yourself. But other than that, I thought the game was fantastic. And, you know, vehicles could be better. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Also agreed. It's weird to fly the helicopters and stuff. Once you get the hang of it, it's not terrible, but it's not great. They fixed the helicopters, Which so they're better. To, they're better, but vehicle driving is still awful. Gotcha. That felt so good flipping down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'd say overall, I think I think the Ghost Recon series is getting is going back up in quality. Yeah. So then the big question for that, as like a closing part to that, is they're ne- if they make another game, should they make it? similar to this where you can have four player co-op for the campaign or they go back to single player strong co-op story no i like the four player co-op campaign i I just want the i want the option of if i do play it in single player i want my to not take a penalty of sorts yes yeah 
Yes. The, the AI still has to be smart enough. Yes. Exactly. And not get you, uh, not alert the Unidad or something. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So the next franchise we're going to move on to is the Borderlands franchise. Yes, Absolutely please. one of my favorites. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. So did you guys play all three? All three of them that are out so far? Well, you guys are going to be very surprised by my answer. If you say no. I have not played any Borderlands. What? <laughs> but you loved, you loved Wildlands, right? Yeah. We're going to play Borderlands. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Have you played Destiny? Yeah, uh, Destiny 2. Any Destiny. Oh, yeah, I've played the first Destiny. Okay. Um, Have you ever played, like, any of the Diablo games? Yes. Okay. So, take your favorite shooter. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Take Destiny and Diablo. Like, put them in a room, lock them in there for about, you know, a couple of years. When you come back in and you find the mutated child... That that's that's Borderlands. Border. I think mutated was a good word. Mutated, I think, is a really have, good. It's a good word to describe played, it. I might have played two for like a level because it, it was co-op, a split screen co-op or something. Yeah, and I might have played a level of that. But other than that, like I ha- I can't say I've. I'm not gonna say I've played them. You know, I just yeah. I played one level. You played so. you played some of it. It's kind of yeah. yeah yeah. So, but I haven't okay. actually immerse myself in the borderlands that's fair that's fair so i remember when borderlands first came out it was my first year of college and i shamefully admit spending way too much time playing that game (laughs) it can be a whole way too much so i beat the game and then i went back and beat it for the second difficulty yep and then they released the first dlc and then they released the second DLC. <laughs> and then the third. Why you do this to my life? <laughs> and then the fourth. Yes, I'd say I didn't get anything. Anything. Nothing got done that year. But Borderlands. And let me tell you, I maxed out my shit. <laughs> it was so good. Such a good game. Easily my favorite part of Borderlands is they were one of the first shooter games to get a co-op idea right. Which, in that time frame was unheard of like a couch co-op shooter game was not available except borderlands so even today if you go online and you're like hey i'm looking for a uh, local co-op shooter game borderlands is still up there borderlands pre-sequel and borderlands 2 are both in like well they released that that collection right Mm -hmm. the handsome collection collection. i 100 percent recommend that 100 percent. not even a question i remember the big thing that drew me in about borderlands about the first borderlands was I pretty much grew up, like, I wouldn't say I grew up. I remember there was a long time where all I played was Diablo and Torchlight. And wow, then Torchlight was good. Torchlight was awesome. so much fun. Yeah. So when they told me, hey, Borderlands is like a first-person shooter version of Diablo. What? No way. Not possible. And then the first DLC, <laughs> like, <laughs> if I go back through this field... You understand what I'm saying? I grinded for so much loot. And then they put out the second one. Which they even improved on. I didn't think you could. That's the part that kills me. It I blew didn't everybody's think you could, mind. I didn't think Borderlands could get better. And they put out <laughs> the second one. And I lost it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you can visibly see that I'm very excited about yeah. this game. <laughs> Borderlands 2 made me so happy. 
like I very, very strongly considered and still am considering getting a Borderlands tattoo because that's how much time I've spent with the series itself. Mm-hmm. Like the pre-sequel is not as good as two. Let's not fool anybody about it. It's not, but it's still so good. The DLC it's such a good for game. it was good too. And the DLC was good. There was only like one for, for pre-sequel, but it was still a strong entry. It was a good DLC. It was a good, fun game. Tiny Tina's Dungeons and Dragons campaign. In the end of Borderlands 2, which is still it's so good. The best DLC. If out I'm of getting a tattoo, it's that. <laughs> like, I wanted to get a vault symbol on my chest. That would be a good call. And like seriously, I I love love borderlands 2 and i've seen online on youtube where they actually showed a tech demo for borderlands 3 because it's official they are making borderlands 3 they just don't have a time move they're they've already showed the tech demo so the difference is is that they're going to be changing the lighting engine and the shading engine so like if the sun is high noon like the sun's shining directly down on you you know, you see all yeah. everything. And then they showed like if it's going to nighttime, like how it's like shade, how you like shade out differently. It looks so good. I'll have to that's re- going to be crazy with those. Um, what do you call it? Graphics. The, the cell the shade. Yeah. yeah oh, that's going to be nuts. Wait. And I'm really, really hoping for a cus- for a fully customizable character. Like that's the only thing I really want. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. It's the only thing they could really change that wouldn't be risking losing the franchise. Yeah. But the only thing is that like I kinda I kinda understand why they never did. Because if you really look at it, it like fit story wise. Yeah. With the first two games, your story is around your four characters. Yep. It makes sense. I get that. If they do a customizable character, they have to be able to address you in a certain way. I mean, but that's not such a bad thing. Like, if they address you as the player as a certain way, and then they let you have your customizable, like, you can choose a skill out of any of these skill lists, and then you can, like, build your character that way. You just have to be careful with that, though, because there's only certain things you can be, because there's only so many sirens, there's only so many options that you can be. Yeah, that's true. They have to address that too. But they so would it'd be a risky move. Yeah. But it could be good. It could make for some That's serious. That's when Claptrap more. So someone who hasn't um, played, um, you know, Borderlands like me, should I wait till three or should I actually invest into that handsome, handsome jet? collection? I would say, okay, so even before that, um, I know one. it's, yeah, it's backwards compatible on Xbox One. Okay. So pick up number one, like the game of the year edition, if you can. Play all the way through that because the story of number one does play in number two, and it is kind of important for you to know what's going on. So I would it's say a lot of do good that. Bonuses if you it's, do, like you don't yeah. have to, but yeah. there's a lot of callbacks that make it fun into to remember. Like, like a lot of stuff that if you didn't play Borderlands one, you're not gonna understand. I would say it's a handsome collection on PS4 too. Yes. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, but Borderlands one is not seven. Have you guys played Tales of the Borderlands? Tales from the Borderlands. Not I yet. have seen it played through because I watch a lot of YouTube. So I do have it. Um, I have it on both consoles. I haven't played it yet because I know how, to- how Telltale games are. The game's going to be fantastic. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. But I also know that the game is going to be time consuming. It is. Yeah. So I'm waiting till I have a good stretch of time to play it all the way through because that's my issue with Telltale games. If I start playing it, and I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I have to stop because I have to go do something else. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come back to it and be like, what in the world was I doing? 
Yeah. <laughs> you have to do it on one day in yeah. order to get the real feel. That's exactly. like uh, Wolf Among Us. I, that's, I beat that game in like a, a day. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> and that was exactly my issue with Wolf Among Us. I started it and I got like into the second chapter mm-hmm. and then I had to stop for something and I came back to it like three days later. I'm like, I don't remember anything and I just never picked it back up. Okay. So that was that was pretty much but I love Telltale games. I do. Yeah. But that's my issue with their games. I, I have to have a full day to sit down and just do nothing but play it. Have you played the Walking Dead ones? Yes. And they are so good. So good. They do yeah. drama right. So as a side note, Telltale Games was not on this list, but let's just be real. They're <laughs> just getting better and better. Yeah. They're We're, a franchise. We don't now. even have to worry about that. They're just getting better and they better. Listen, they game. listen to their fans. <laughs> they do. The they Batman do. game is uh I've heard there's a second one for the, the yeah, Batman game. There is. Okay, cool. So I I need to find both of them because I they're keeping the first that one. going because it the Batman game really gave you a lot of Telltale. Telltale does a great job at giving you choices and making you have to deal with consequences. Mm-hmm. Batman is a good character to have for that. Like, yeah. it yeah, just complements very well. That makes sense. Um, how do you want to go in the situation? You want to go in as Batman or Bruce Wayne? Shit, I really oh, want to yeah. be Batman, but I see benefits both ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes it, sense. it does good. There's a lot of those type of decisions, and you do get penalized regardless of what you do to try to deal with it. They do great. I'm sitting here like thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? Like, Mario, if you pick up the Handsome Collection, bro, I'll run you back through pre-sequel. Like, I'll run you. Like, the pre-sequel is the only one I've, I've not played that much. Did you have a PS4? I have a PS4 still. Yo, we should do the Handsome Collection. I just Bruh. have to get my online back. <laughs> okay, let's do Still it. haven't done that Kevin's yet. got his <laughs> online. We're good. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. It pains me to my soul. But, yeah, that's something. Um, I mean, shoot, if you want to do that, we can stream that and just, like, that'd yo, be fun. We can, play it, yo, we can play yes. it as a full co-op thing. Yeah. We can just run. We can all start brand new characters and just run the whole campaign co-op and stream I'm playing it. Claptrap. I'm just letting you know. I'm that guy. I'm going to be a dick. I'm oh, playing God. Claptrap. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, so that'll be that'll be something we'll work on later. Yeah. So overall, though, for Borderlands, I'm definitely giving it a thumbs up. Like like I said, the first the one was so is, good. Is it getting better? Yes, it's okay. No, okay, no, no, yeah, no, no, see, no. Here's the you're thing: right, you're, that, you're right. Because I can feel your hype. Because I have the hype pre-sequel. too. But we need to be fairly pre- honest. I didn't pre-sequel. even beat pre sequel. That's how I did. it was. Like I did. How I, was the ending? Like the without ending, spoiling it. So the ending ties. The ending finally ties everything together. Like, none of the story makes a lot of sense until you get to the ending. When you get to the ending, it finally makes everything make sense into the first game. Uh, into Borderlands 2, actually. Okay. So at that point, it, it, it's one of those things where, like, if you don't finish it, you are doing yourself a disservice. You need to finish it. Okay. 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 I can dig it. So I'll finish that. Mm-hmm. Pre-sequel was definitely a down from 2. Mm-hmm. But why? Because the why? characters weren't as memorable. Is it the They're characters? Not as lovable. Is it the guns? Is the lasers not as cool as the rocket launchers? I, I didn't mind the lasers, and I actually didn't the mind the thing cool. with the uh, the jetpacks and the you know Air the, and the physics and all that. It was I actually, like the anti gravity, but I think good. they tried to do too much change at one time. That's a good way to think of it. I think that's what it, it kind of shocked, shocked. Doesn't it have like that. a secret uh, Mario? level or something or one Every of them I believe Borderlands does. has that yeah like, there are I think it was I thought it was pre-sequel because I, I remember watching pre-sequel. the moon thing like you're talking about and 
they find this area and they go down it's like a, it's like a like a pipe or something yep. and they go in it and it's like a mario maze they get to it some secret definitely like something thing. they would yeah. do yeah <laughs> I was like, there's hidden that, little like did the Minecraft one in Borderlands two that was actually like a blocky and the area Mutant and Ninja Turtles. way into oh, really? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles really? were in yes. yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. Like that's the best part about Borderlands, all those stupid off wall references they, they make. have it's the so comic great. book style, they have the ability to do dumb shit. Like just well done. It's so good. Oh, speaking of DLC, mm-hmm. uh I just thought about this, but mm-hmm. the the division just came out with more DLC, like a new game mode, and um, uh, they map map expansion, apparently, which is pretty cool. Makes me want to buy the game again, but because I deleted it <laughs> and traded it in the disc. <laughs> but well, <laughs> so overall, as a franchise, uh, with pre sequel being a down, I would still say that Borderlands is going to get better, knowing that three is coming out, and I I can only speculate for good things for three. I'd say it was going up. Pre-sequel, I wouldn't say it was down. I'd say it was, like, maintaining. It didn't hype up more. I wouldn't say it's bad. I'd just say it didn't go up more. But I, I think they have a lot of potential to come back with three and get back into what they were. We have a lot more conversation coming up. But before we get back to the gaming, let's give a quick little shout-out to our partnership with Audible.com. And uh, the perfect guy to do that is our main man, John Kanoki. Hey out there, it's John Kanoki. Just wanted to remind everybody that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash C7pod. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Uh, some recommendations I would just throw out there is uh, The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss, uh, The Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan, or The Truth series by Terry Goodkind. Uh, You can go ahead and download it to your iPhone, Android, anything mobile. Uh, Again, that's www.audibletrial.com backslash C7pod. Uh, Get your free trial and free audiobook today. Thank you. So, moving on to the next series, Far Cry. Oh, I love Far Cry so much. So... I can't really say that, though, because I've never played one or two. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. Okay, so you I played three. three. I started at three. I, I think played a lot of yet. people started in three. Yeah. I Far- haven't played four yet. Did you ever play Far Cry 1, 2, 3, 4? I played what? Far Cry Predator Instincts. That was okay. my first Far Cry game. Yeah. Yes. Um, how, that, that was like, uh, what was that one? That was, that was number one. Yeah, that how was, was actually, it? That was a, I Wasn't think that was like an expansion. That, no, it was Far Cry. And then Predator's Instincts, I think, was a spinoff and or expansion to, to Far Cry. Kind of like Blood Dragon was to Far Cry 3. Which was still... I loved it. I haven't played it, but it I just don't really understand funny. the concept. I love so it I'm so like much. So I'm so confused. I actually like Blood Dragon more than I did Far Cry 3. <laughs> so, <good. laughs> so I have it on my list of games. For Xbox, I guess I should go play it because I never have. It's just funny. It's like all the cool because like Far Cry Three played really well. Like the controls and the way that worked was good. It's that with nothing but stupid humor. See now you have my attention. Like that's it. Like you ever see that thirty minute Kung 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 Fury? Fury. Picture that. Yes. With like shooting and bow and arrows and okay far cry 3 now you plus definitely that, have yeah. my plus attention. like a digital age like almost tron like level of artsy fun stuff okay yeah, yeah you ne- yeah. now you have my like, attention i'm gonna go home and download it 
it's worth you have my it's you worth have it. my attention 100%. the best on that is uh there's like a bridge with all these like guys on it and this you know the the blood dragon came out of nowhere and i was like oh what do i do and i like ran across the bridge and hit under like got somehow jumped off hit under the bridge and they were just shooting at the dr- blood dragon the yep. blood dragon was killing everybody yes. and i was like this is amazing because you get the this blood dragon amazing. to do stuff for you you're like oh there's a base over there i'm just gonna i'm gonna throw something over there to lead the dragon in there yeah. and then it gets in there and ruins everything and then you just <laughs> sit there like yeah okay good enough like i didn't amazing. have to do work did uh did either one of you guys play four yet no i i, no. I only played like i said instincts and i've played uh three and then blood dragon uh, um because i i have four I just haven't played it yet. What do you have it on? Xbox. Damn it. I was going to say if you had a PlayStation, I'd buy it and we could do the drop-in, drop-out, go-up thing. Yeah. Because um, I, I I have it. I just haven't played it. But I've heard so many rumors about about Far Cry 4. Like, apparently you can beat the game in 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. I can see that. You didn't know it? No. There's an Easter egg. Really? It's an Easter egg that actually is the ending of the game. Oh, because you could not... Yeah. 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 Your first thing is somebody tells you to stay there or something. Like, it's not really a spoiler to tell you, but pretty much, like, the main main enemy, you meet him in the first five minutes of the game, Mm -hmm. and he's pretty much, like, sitting there having dinner with you. And during that dinner, he leaves for a minute. And apparently, the Easter egg, because the main actual gameplay is that the tutorial tells you to leave. But the Easter egg is, if you ignore the tutorial and sit there, he finishes dinner with you, he takes you to do what you were going to do, and the game, and it gives you a good a game over uh thing. Really, like a good game over. Because <laughs> you like not a bad the crazy yeah. stuff. Like yeah, you, like not even a bad one. To like do. a good game over ending. Like what? Yeah, wow. <laughs> and it takes all of like ten minutes to do that. Which That's is amazing. Cool. Yeah, I know it has amazing. like a Yeti uh, DLC, and there's Yetis in the game, so that that really uh, they, they do good. Yeah, it piques my interest. <laughs> they do good work. Like. I was really... Primal too. Didn't you guys play that? No, I, I heard... totally forgot about. Primal. Yeah, I forgot about Primal completely. Um, last I heard, though, Primal was crap. Which... I haven't heard anything good about Primal. I haven't heard anything necessarily bad, but I heard the fact anything. that it doesn't exist to me means it must not have been great, right? Yeah. Like that's how that works. But that's kind of the the only thing about it, though. Like when you think about the gameplay from Far Cry Three, at least, which at was least from Three, phenomenal. Which, but the thing is, is that like the way that the gameplay from three went primal in concept sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. Go around, do stuff, yeah. kill a bunch of creatures, make, you know, craft your own weapons and stuff like, like that sounds perfect in theory. Why was primal so not, not perfect. heard of or not yeah. heard of? Why are we not sitting here geeking out about primal? Yeah. Like these are the questions. These are the questions. Maybe <laughs> maybe one day we'll like. And play now I'm so curious about it. Like I gotta now, see. now I'm gonna go home and play it just because I need to know that. why. Not even I'm looking up. Okay. I want to see you what look the up review reviews. scores were. While you're looking yeah. up reviews, I'm gonna start talking about one of my favorite games, which is Far Cry Three. <laughs> that go was my biggest jam, and that's like there's very few games I love for story. Yeah, very few. Far Cry 3 and the way everything went through the campaign, the way that game made you feel for the character, mm-hmm. that game got you attached to everything. And the way it kept ripping it away and like you were invested. It's impossible to play Far Cry 3 and not be invested in the character's development. Mm-hmm. Even the bad guys. Voss as a character 
even though he's the bad guy, had so much development into him that at the end, you, you still just felt for everybody. It yeah. was great. So I went ahead and looked up the ratings between the two of the games. Okay. So Far Cry 3 was pretty much a 9 out of 10 yeah. across the board. It's amazing. Far Cry Primal, on the other hand, was a 7 out of 10. That's very high. That's still good. So it's positive. So why didn't we hear? Why did we hear nothing about Primal? Between so, the three of us. Yeah, between the three of us. We play games differently. We are three different, almost kinds of gamers. One of us should have heard about it. I mean, different kinds of gamers, yes, but we all have very similar tastes in do. games. Yeah. So between the three of us, especially all three of us loving Far Cry Prime or Far Cry Three. Maybe Far Cry Three was too good. It, it set everybody's bar, and we were like, you know what? I can't be part of Primal. That, and now all of a sudden, like, what was Far Cry 4's rating, actually? Yeah, that's... Far Cry 5 is, is that's just coming delayed, out. right? I think it's delayed. I think it just got yeah. delayed. So Far Cry 4... Oh, so the reviews were mixed on Far Cry 4. 4 was somewere between a 7 and an 8.5. And eight and Still high. Still yeah. good, but not Far Cry 3. I have heard mixed things, though, on Far Cry 4, but... Yeah, like Primal, like, I haven't heard anything so it's like is is it bad okay so one of us has maybe to they, it, maybe like, people just thought it was a cash grab so they just didn't worry about it as maybe. much to hold us off until five that's that might have been it that might be exactly what it is people weren't interested because they didn't think it was a, a full sequel that could actually be it that does happen so then the real answer like if i looked at you right now kevin mm-hmm. and i was like Hey, you're 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 a professional gamer, right? I wish. And you you <laughs> love Far Cry Three, right? That I do. You deeply considered getting the full arm tattoo. I know I did. Oh, okay. Well. There there is one <laughs> there is one opinion negative opinion I have on Far Cry Three multiplayer. I we don't talk about. It. I didn't like the multiplayer, well, multiplayer. Far Cry Three. You mean the thing that had the app that you could decode the stuff? Uh, okay, I'm not, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But I, I'm just talking about like uh, the, the starting on the the uh, the pier and then like they tried to do what Ghost Recon Wildlands did right, which was a four player storyline type of deal yeah. with shooter, and it was terrible. So I'm not even gonna lie to you. I didn't until just now know that Far Cry 3 even had <laughs> multiplayer. <laughs> not even going to lie to you. Well, no you're, you're good to not know that. The multiplayer, like, it wasn't... It was bad. I was going to say it's not bad. It's, it's not like... You're coming at level one, you can't do anything. Like, yeah. until you level your multiplayer character up enough to get the abilities necessary to beat the multiplayer levels, you're useless. I wouldn't say it's terrible. Like, I'm not going to say no. it's bad, because it, it could be fun. It's not unplayable. Yeah, it could be fun. You just had to be with people who knew what they were doing, because you can't single-handedly yeah. push through the multiplayer campaign. You need three other people yeah. that Two people know what they're work. doing. No. You have to have a full team of four to make this work. Yeah. And then you, co- you collect these cool little things, and you get the mobile app, and you decode them to get gun pieces for multiplayer. Yeah, I don't. I none of this. Yep. They, none of this. They tried is to. They, that was at that time period because there were a lot of games around Far Cry Three. They're on that like time frame. What, what year is that? Thing? Like 2015, 2014? Like what was 20, that? What year was I that? I think it was twenty fourteen. Yeah, around that time frame when like everybody had smartphones at that point. At this point, like we know everybody has smartphones. It's not yeah. a question. But like when everybody was like 
hey, like, I can do apps on my phone. All of the games are like, hey, app-based stuff. Yeah. Even Destiny 2 today has a decent Injustice app. and Mortal Kombat Injustice. tried to do something like that oh, where you get Jesus extra Christ. skins and yes. stuff. Yes. So it was like a, it wasn't necessarily a loot box situation. It was a, hey, download our app so we can advertise to you and make money that way. I'd much rather that than loot box though. Now that I'm going off on this yeah. tangent, like, <laughs> in hindsight, can we go back to that? That's a little bit better than microtransactions. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> the only acceptable microtransactions are cosmetic. Thank you, Overwatch. Truth. I'm okay with that, like, as a whole. I do have an opinion on the Overwatch cosmetic thing, though. Okay, I'm ready you to You don't hear it. see it. Mm. You hardly see it. Unless you win, unless at the end of the game, right? Well, it depends. Some of Because uh, some of them are actual skins. He's not wrong, though. Yeah. Some of them you don't see. Because it's first you... person, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, no, you don't see your own skin unless you win and other people see you as yeah. that. And then the one thing I don't like paying for is, like, the play of the game stuff. Yeah. Because then, like, you only see it if you're playing the game. If I'm not saying I game. don't get play of the game. Bear with me here. I'm not terrible. I'm just I not am. great. <laughs> I also I don't have a devil advocate's argument. Like, okay. I hate microtransactions. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I hate, okay. like, add-on DLC. You're, you're about to either be but a good I, friend or a terrible person. <laughs> I do have a side, again, like, with the cosmetics versus the uh, getting better weapons and stuff. Yes. It's like, wouldn't you rather pay to be better at the, yeah, at the like game if I'm gonna than, have microtransactions. not be able to see what you look like <laughs> like that's my argument there but i hate dlc all the microtransactions all together so. you know that, overwatch should one. do and this is something that battleborn did um in oh, overwatch, shots fired. here we go scott, I, scott i'd be honest battleborn. I, I know I, I had to hold it back like i, I wanted i wanted to flex so bad okay so <laughs> i think overwatch should have some type of mobile game like battleborn did where you can do something dumb um, like a game mode, like a MOBA game mode. Not even that. That'd Just something simple, though. like one of those tap to do damage type of games, which is kind of like what Battleborn did oh, too. They had, a, like, they had a mobile game. Yeah, that's they what did. you're saying. And okay, in Battleborn, they had a mobile game that you'd play, and you would earn things for the actual game. So like skins or looks. Mm-hmm. If Overwatch had something like that, something fun on the phone, some little game that like you could grind through to get credits in Overwatch to get loot boxes. Yeah. That's, Yo, free free rev. Like you could you can advertise that's to people. Not bad. And you I could like also have idea. your statistics and stuff on the phone, that's, adjust your stuff. That's a pretty good idea, actually. Why don't they have that? They have the yeah. Blizzard is on top of that. What's going on? That's not a bad idea, actually. We have jumped off topic. You know, hey, well <laughs> Yeah, we are way off topic. Let's All think right, about it. Let's think about it though. Overwatch has pretty much become huge and it, it almost it is. basically is already a game franchise it in is. itself it is i actually franchise. just saw a thing today um where they're saying that they're predicting for diablo 4 and overwatch 2 by 2019 dang do i want overwatch 2 though? Do, yeah exactly do we really want overwatch i don't 2? want overwatch 2 i want them to keep fixing yeah, overwatch have, 1 don't do this, this. Yeah. they could have the season thing like rainbow's doing well yes they could do that would be better i think for overwatch yeah, okay one but that's what things. they've been doing. Okay. Actually. Exactly. One of two things is about to happen. Because Overwatch was a weird position in the gaming world because it was kind of the strategy and parts of MOBAs that people liked, that competitive aspect with high action gameplay. But you can't combine those in so, that way. So what I'm hearing is it was Team Fortress 2. It was. But you know what Team Fortress 2 didn't do? Make Team Fortress 3 and abandon Team Fortress 2, which would have ruined Team Fortress 2. 
if Overwatch makes Overwatch 2 and starts a new system, what happens to all the Overwatch players? You can't have a competitive game that changes games every so many years. You just have to keep with the game. That's how that works. What if they had a campaign? If League canceled League and made League 2 and started a whole new thing, would you play it? No. It depends. You have too much for League 1. Let's be real, though. Dota did exactly that. Dota did Dota 2, but you still kept everything from Dota. Or Dota 2 became its thing because that's when it finally got done. Exactly. Dota 1 was never its own And I understand thing. that. And I understand that. But yeah. I'm saying Dota became had to pretty much end all of its patches to become Dota 2. Yes. When it finally locked everything and was like, this is well, where we stand. And once it built its own client... Then completely it was okay. outside of World of Warcraft 3. Yes. I'm just listening at this point. Yes. <laughs> now, it did that, and then it became Dota 2, but Dota 2 was just a reskin for the client and updates for the game to make sure it ran smoother. They went from a tile system to a hex system for the actual checks and everything else. So it wasn't a game change. It wasn't like Overwatch to what I imagine Overwatch 2 to be but that's the thing what if overwatch 2 doesn't do all that what if overwatch 2 does what fighting games does and instead Mm -hmm. it just introduces new and different characters and gets rid of some of the old characters maybe it rearranges skills on characters like maybe you have a hanzo that doesn't have a, a like tracking arrow but instead has like uh like a grappling hook like widow so or, that's like what they did with Diva, but they did that through regular patch update. Yeah, yeah. did they do that with a patch update? I yeah, they took away what a bunch I'm saying of Diva's is, stuff. Well, what but what I'm saying is they redesigned, they just scrap all the characters. They just start from scratch again. And then just build new characters with rearranged skills and stuff like what that. What does that do to the competitive aspect? Because I know like fighting games do that. Yeah, you find a character that you that plays like one that you had before, and that becomes your new character. Is there any reason that that's why there aren't as many people watching like Tekken Pro tournaments as there are watching Pro that's, Overwatch? That's is that because Tekken upon... updates so often, and it's like, hey, we don't want to keep watching every they new. They don't version. update so too much because it's not like years. they they come out with a new one every like I would say maybe fewer at least four years, I feel like, to come out with a gotcha. new version of Tekken. Yeah, gotcha. where, like, but it's like, like when you look at fighting games, though, it's all about evolution of mechanics. Yeah. So, like... It's from, not patch updates, it's mechanic updates at that point. Yeah, for the most part. So, like, from Tekken, f- from, like, Street Fighter 4 to Street Fighter 5, we lost the focus system. Mm. We gained the V-trigger and the whatever the heck it is system i don't yeah. play street fighter 5 yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I as much you. as i i love street fighter i cannot do street fighter 5 um by the way that's also on the list for later um so we'll get to that later we're so we're, off topic. we're already like really off topic. Well, to this is this is relevant this is relevant this though is because still relevant, this is though. extremely gaming relevant because overwatch just appeared in ready player one trailer and apparently overwatch is going to be a uh, car- overwatch character tracer is going to be in the uh, Ready Player One movie, yeah, as long as and Chung Lee will also be in the Ready Player One movie. So, I mean, but all this, but relating all this back to Far Cry, like the big thing about it is, is that like when you move from one game to another, 
like with certain mechanical changes, yeah. you either invite new players who like the mechanical changes. Or lose the ones that had the other ones as a favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So like once again, Street Fighter 3 to Street Fighter 4 to Street Fighter 5. So Street Fighter 3 had the parry system. That's where I started playing Street Fighter. Like I'm better at parrying than I am at, a, at focus attack dash canceling from Street Fighter 4. Which, by the way, I'm pretty bad at parrying. I was pretty good at the I, uh, focus, at the charge. Yeah, the focus attack. That's yeah. Cool. So, like, I'm bad at parrying, but I'm definitely better at parrying than I am at focus attack dash cancel for combos for Street Fighter 4. And then there's the V-trigger system, the V-skill system, or whatever it is for Street Fighter 5, that I am absolute terrible. I cannot do it. So, like, for me, Street Fighter 3 will always be the one that I play, but Street Fighter 5 is just kind of for fun to learn. 20 minutes later. So at that point, I know that, like, I know they keep updating the system. Like you mentioned parry and all that. Does that mean that they're still competitive for Street Fighter 3 separate from Street Fighter 5? Like, are there still Street Fighter 3 tournaments? Yes, there are, actually. They still run. So, like, uh, the, big, the big competition that they do for fighting games yeah. is called Evo. Okay. Right? Um, last year, as a matter of fact, they actually ran two versions of Street Fighter as separate tournaments. They ran Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5. So what just about three? Huh? What about three? Uh, they occasionally do three, but three is kind of like... Evo runs the newest and latest fighting games, okay. but other like smaller tournaments around the world... like I think uh, there's one back in Maryland called Xanadu, mm-hmm. and they just run... like. If there's enough interest in this particular fighting game, we run a tournament for it. Gotcha. Period. Gotcha. And Street Fighter 3 is one of the biggest ones that they run. So, like, but Evo is just for the newest fighting games that are out. Like, for the best people at the newest. So, like, last year, because Street Fighter 5 had just come out, but there were a lot of people who wanted to do Street Fighter 5. So, they ran a tournament for Street Fighter 4, and then they ran one for Street Fighter 5. Completely separate. Some of the people played cross both. Of course. Of course. So then I guess this, this is more of an opinion at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that as a whole. Because that means that, like, hey, like, we have this game. We've just decided to make several versions of it. And hopefully the game that you like will have a tournament near you type of deal. I don't want Overwatch to become that. I don't want Overwatch to be like, hey, are you an Overwatch 1, 2, or 4 player? Like, uh, which one is your favorite? <laughs> I think Overwatch should be overwatch yeah that's more it's it's i feel like that's more of a thing with street fighter is if you're a street fighter 3 street fighter 4, you know what i mean mm-hmm. go down the list it polarizes um, personally it. i'm a street fighter 2 yeah. championship edition uh yeah there's still people who prefer that so like what does still. mario do he can't go play it no, no, i still, no. ha- I still again, have it on sega once again <laughs> there is xanadu like i said xanadu dude if there's enough interest in street fighter 2 championship edition you can get a tournament going you don't want to make it easier if okay. all of it was just Counter Street Fighter. Counter argument. <laughs> yeah. Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. They People's... do the exact same thing. Correct. They do. There's still Melee and Brawl tournaments. Yeah. But that's also back in the, like, that came out at a time that they didn't have the ability, like, origin- I'm talking original Smash yeah. like N64. I-, I see what you're came saying, Came out though. at a time that they couldn't do patch updates. Well, they couldn't same thing with Street Fighter game. 3. Same with Street Fair. Fighter 2. So why is there a Street Fighter 5? Why not just fix 4? They because they want to introduce completely different mechanics. Why not point? enter a new game mode into your pre existing game uh, to change mechanics? I don't know. Why Did not? they have so... that capability on the 360 though? 
and the PS3. Not as much. See? But True. no, but I'm True. saying what I'm saying literally here is you're taking a, a mechanic that is a staple for Street Fighter 4 yeah. and you're getting rid of it completely and you're entering a new mechanic in its place. Counter counter argument. Okay. Define Street Fighter. Is it the characters of the game or the mechanics? It is the characters. Okay, see, that's the thing. Because, like, at that point, that's like if I made another game and I yeah. was like, yeah, this is Overwatch 2, but, like, it's not even a first person so shooter. I see, I see what you're okay. saying. I see, what, I see what we're getting at. A okay. Card game. I get it. Okay. I see what you're like, getting at. Okay. Good news, it's still Overwatch. It's yeah. just a card game. Now. It's like when, it's why, which is why League couldn't be Dota 2. I see what you're saying. Okay. Exactly. I got you. Exactly. Okay. Got you. Cleared up. Got it. See, with fighting <laughs> games, with fighting games, they're always adding and subtracting people. So I can see Kevin's argument. Yeah. But I see your argument too because it's like over like nowadays you could just easily just update the game. Yeah. And especially with a game that's so competitive and with all the types of people that are playing Overwatch, why make a two unless you're gonna add something like a campaign exactly or add more characters. One hundred when you could just yes. basically just add in new characters anyway. Yes. So it's like you're just like stuff that they've already proven they can do. Yeah. Every time yeah. there's a patch update is a new game. I mean, and that's the same thing, not just with Overwatch, but all these competitive games, League, Dota, Heroes of the Storm, how, like, when you yeah. think about it, like, if you stop playing League for a few months, what happens when you get back on League? Oh my god, why am I trash? You're ruined. Yep. <laughs> You're ruined. And same thing with Overwatch. I stopped playing Overwatch, and Overwatch is a recent game. I stopped playing Overwatch for, like, <laughs> Look, three weeks. R.I.P. Reaper. <laughs> like, I, yeah, exactly. Like, I stopped playing Overwatch for actually, like, a month or two. I came back, D.Va doesn't have her same block ability. Um, she has rockets now. I don't know when the hell that happened. Um, yeah. But like, I'm not a tank anymore, and that has shifted the entire ecosystem and type of game that so you, it is. You have to change personally. You yes. have to change your own gameplay style. Exactly, and that's what makes it competitive and makes watching those competitive games so next level. Okay. Not only do you I have to be good argument. at blank, you have to be good at blank and adaptable with it to make it work for you in the future. Why make an Overwatch team? Okay, I see. I see the I see it. Like, but I don't know because we we stuck to the Street Fighter argument. But I'm sitting here thinking about Tekken. Like, yeah, they they don't have. There's nobody like. Hey, I prefer Tekken Six over Tekken true. Seven. It's like I see it as so. I, that's only like a, as often are, but there's very very few. So I hear a lot of people say that they really like Tekken Three, like but Tekken Tag. Yeah, Tekken Tag. Is really <laughs> but the thing yeah. is, is that the mechanics of Tekken Three, there weren't any really strongly defined mechanics in Tekken 3 is kind of the thing. So, like, yeah, you could juggle, but there was, like, properties of juggling and stuff like that, but there wasn't a mechanic specifically for juggling. Whereas they've evolved, like, Tekken, I think it was 6, introduced the bounce system. Tekken 6 and Tekken Tag used that, which is now, like, the bounce system, as I had to look it up, actually, so I could answer this question for you later, uh, the bounce system very specifically says that now when you hit the ground, your legs will lift up so that you can be ground comboed from uh, from there. That's what okay. the bounce system was. So and then they removed that from Tekken 6 and in Tekken 7, they added the corkscrew mechanic. So the corkscrew mechanic is when you're in the air, certain hits will corkscrew you into a bound state, which is like being like to the bound system. The combo. Yes, but it doesn't work the exact same. So would Mario you be mad? Capcom three is oh my god. <laughs> so here's the question then. Okay. Tekken seven mm -hmm. has gotten a lot of patch updates. 
It has been rebalanced a few couple times, but not by a lot because it already came out pretty good because they launched it in arcades first to test it all. Yeah. So it launched good. Mm -hmm. And they're launching new characters. Mm -hmm. They launched Tekken 8. You're going to be mad if it's the exact same thing as Tekken 7? It probably won't. Well, yeah. Yes. That's the, but I think that's where the difference is. If eight is just like seven, I don't want it. What if they change seven on its on its nose? They're probably gonna what do if another. What if they just like re like redo the game? Then I'd want it to be eight. That's the difference. Now, what if it was a card game? Who's doing a card game? Every time you say they change the the mechanics, I'm like, but the characters make the game right. I can. Why call do you keep bringing up eight. a card game? You're bringing up because it's as opposite or? as. Like it's as far away from a fighting game as I can imagine. So you're thinking magic, but magic literally changes mechanics every set. But that's part of magic. Yes, that's part of Tekken. Uh-huh. Every game, uh-huh. yes, every like game is a different mechanic. That's, that's also gotcha. weird. Okay, that's so I guess yeah. it's literally dependent on what you're on the way you look at it. Like because I've been a magic player for so long, literally every set of magic they changed the mechanics a little. And you bit. have people in magic who only play or like to play certain sets and mechanics exactly. of magic. Very much so. Very like much so. Fighting games, like fighting games, where every game they change mechanics because they want to change the mechanics, even if they don't particularly change the characters. I like it, but we don't do that to competitive games. But fighting games with are the competitive. Exception games. of fighting games because it is a maybe, niche. So maybe fighting games are a niche where this is acceptable. The people there want it because it keeps them on their toes, much like Overwatch updates a character and changes that battlefield, but without okay. launching a new game. And I think at that point I think we that figured we out where this now. argument goes. Okay, <laughs> I think we got this. We figured yay out for, the game system, guys. I uh, say, yay for gaming, right? You are all now woke. <laughs> you are. All of you are now woke AF. In case you didn't understand. <laughs> Matt Hardy is also woke. <laughs> In the gates of Babylon. <laughs> my condition. My condition. Or how he I, says it. I, I love woke Matt Hardy. I love it. <laughs> that aside. <laughs> okay, so All right. we, we've been talking about fighting games. I know, I know we've been looking to get into this. We've just had our uh, sidetrack for a while. All right. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. <laughs> Street Fighter. Yes. I think we're going to end it on the franchise of Street Fighter, uh, at least for this episode. So, even though I listed all those games for yeah, we're... this yeah, this was supposed to be a trilogy and we yeah. we've just gone off on so many tangents that we 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 did take a short break that you didn't even notice because we're so slick like that. <laughs> but um See what had happened was it was these two dudes, right? <laughs> I don't even get that, but I'm laughing. It's still a trilogy. It's a trilogy that leads into a full series. Yeah, it's like, pretty it's much. It's like Netflix. Like we're, we're going to do this three-part series, and we're going to be like, you know what? It clearly like went Robocop. so well, because whoever's listening go. right now is like, man, I'm, I'm subscribing, because that Scott guy talked yeah. a lot of sense and blew my mind And we can pay them updates. a dollar on Patreon and then get more content. Yeah, and sign up on Audible. Microtransaction. There's yeah. a cool book that Scott recommended. Yeah. It's totally on Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash C7Pod. Unlike that book that Kevin recommended that may not even be on Audible. <laughs> but sounds pretty cool anyway. It sounds cool. You'll thank me when they make it into an audiobook. So we're You'll talking about me. talking about all Can this. you be the reader for right. the audiobook? <laughs> yes, I want to, please. All right. So, so we're talking about all this amazing um, you know, fighting game, this competitive yeah, added updates. Yes, we've just gone sequels. through like hell and back. Yeah. Uh we were mentioning Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Um Let's talk a little bit about Street Fighter. As some more. a whole. As yeah. a whole. 
and Kevin, strictly Street Fighter this time. Yeah. Right? Okay. okay. Uh, Kevin, how how do you feel about the franchise as a whole from when you first played it to um, five? If you played five. So I have played, I would say, 90% of the Street Fighter games that have ever come out. Um, I still think, personally, Street Fighter 3 is my favorite, followed by Street Fighter Alpha 3, which was actually my first one that I played seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Street Fighter 2 as a kid because uh, it was given to me, and I absolutely adore it. But yeah. I think from a standpoint of the games that I played seriously, like I really wanted to learn. I wanted to get better. I wanted to be able to beat other people. I would say three is my favorite, uh, specifically third impact, specifically third impact and or third strike. Sorry, third strike. And, um, behind that, I would say street fighter alpha three, um, four. I didn't like the art style. The mechanics were a little wonky. I, I'm not big on focus attack. If anyone asks, I even in like competitive scenes, I never use focus attack. I just hated the mechanic in and of itself. Um, and then Street Fighter Five. <sighs> Street Fighter Five is meant to be for beginners, which is why they took out so many mechanics from Four. They okay. wanted it to be easier for people who don't play Street Fighter to get into. But that kind of, to me, like, devalued the game itself. Not, like, made it bad, particularly, but it's not as fun because the mechanics aren't there to learn. Gotcha. It's like, it's like mm. if they made a base magic set type of deal, to bring it back to that if you play magic. Yeah. Like, where there's not as many systems in place, but it'd be more user-friendly in that sense because there's not as much to learn. Yes. That's anything goes, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can use my deck from, like, 2009 that i still have (laughs) instead of buying all the new stuff you know so if i because you you both know i haven't played a lot of fighting games Uh, you guys have seen me play like tekken and stuff yes Mm -hmm. uh fighting games never my forte exactly because if i win it's a random chance like i'm going to church that day because clearly something's looking down on me (laughs) so (laughs) if i were to say like hey kevin like i'm looking to get into street fighter would I start at five or would you say, hey, no, like if you're going to learn it, learn a system, go with three or four? I would say. I'd say four. Worth, is it worth learning a system knowing that six will have something different? It yes and no, because once again, I say characters for the most part make the game. So Ryu is a staple across the Street Fighter games, right? He's the one that you see in all the other games yeah, making appearances. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So Ryu plays fairly mechanically the same no matter what version of Street Fighter you play. But the mechanics make the combos different per game. So, like, mechanically, he's almost the same in every game. His mm-hmm. combos change dependent on which game you're in. That's that's pretty much where it is. It's the same thing with I I really hate to take it out of Street Fighter again, but like with Tekken, mm. like the reason I played Eddie from three to four to five to six because he plays very similar regardless. That's regardless that's why in that game I was like, man, you know what? Mm-hmm. I can feel confident that I know the basics of how to spin on my hands as Eddie. Right, and it but worked. like playing for me, <laughs> for me playing from Ed, playing Eddie from three to six, like he was pretty much the same. Until they introduced both the bounce system and the corkscrew system. 
I don't know his balance combos. I don't know his corkscrew combos, but I can do his like non-mechanic combos from three, four, and five. Yes, really well. It plays the same as Tekken three. Yeah, but which is uh, like, like one of the first his more, games I ever played. Yeah, but his more mechanically sound, higher damage, and technically harder combos, which are rooted in the mechanics of the game, I don't know. Which is why I switch back to Jin, where I actually can figure out those mechanics. Okay, so. So Street Fighter has the basics, like the way I would do a basic combo with... Yeah, with this particular character. Let's say Ryu. Like his bread and butter is like if you're... Well, one of his most basic combos is literally like crouching punch, crouching punch, crouching medium kick into a fireball. That's pretty much standard across every Street Fighter. All of them have that. Pretty much all of them. At least I've got a backbone to work with. Yes, down forward X... Or down forward square is pretty much fireball, like through all of them. <laughs> yeah. But it's like that—that's what I feel like makes Street Fighter one of the easiest uh, games to play. Is even though they change mechanics, so the combos are different. There's still those certain things like a down forward something yes. that makes it throughout every throughout all the games that makes it easier for someone to pick up on. And like Marvel vs. Capcom kind of had the same similar thing where it was like yeah. down forward, down back. Where if you get in like Killer Instinct or, oh, Jesus or, Christ. or something like that was, you know, that's, <laughs> oh God. that's like the new Killer Instinct is ridiculous. Like you have to it's do fun, but yeah. it's so difficult to learn. Yeah. Okay. Super difficult. Because it's not the down forward. It's like button, button, combo, combo. You know what I mean? Like Injustice, I feel like is a little easier or Mortal Kombat now. The where fact it's that like, I can play Injustice mm-hmm. means it's easier. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Injustice they, and Mortal Kombat have gotten easier over the years because combo strings for Mortal Kombat back in like MK, like when they were still trying to do the 3D the one on the ones. Sega handheld? Oh, God. Four? Mortal Kombat 4? Oh, Jesus Christ. I had Those that on N64. Strings. Can you imagine how hard that was yeah. with the yeah. controller? Yeah. <laughs> Um, How did you even hold that? Was it was it joystick or was it D pad? It was joystick. Okay, but oh, you could. No. Uh, I think you can change it to the the yellow, oh, yeah, yellow, yellow D pad. Oh man, that's for But that's. I feel that. like that's what makes Street Fighter so universal is because of like like I just you know those buttons that you can easily remember or something like that. You just gotta pick up on the combos. Uh, where you know, like I can see why more competitive people play like Tekken or. Well, I mean, Street Fighter's competitive, but I mean, I feel like Tekken and some of those other games have diff- a different combo system compared to they do. Street Fighter, where it's a little harder to pick up on, where Street Fighter, I feel like their button thing has stayed the same for so long, it- it's easier to pick up on, if-, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so if you've played something in the past, it's easy to pick up again. Yeah, like from Street Fighter 2 to Street Fighter 3 to Street Fighter 4. And probably Street Fighter Five. I haven't played much of Five. If you do like down forward or down backs, you're you're gonna do like a fireball, or you're gonna do like a kick, or or like a. So like, if you played three, you didn't play four, and Kevin was like, "Hey, one v one me and five, you could hold up a good chance because you know the basics at least." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, so I could probably I could like. I, I mean, it depends. I mean, if if Kevin hasn't played five and I haven't played five, it might be interesting. It could be a very even match because I yeah. I fucking hate five. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so when six comes out, 
neither of you are allowed to play it until we're all in the same room. Yeah. And we just see what happens to yeah, test the theory. There we go. Yeah, I mean, there we no, go. but and that's and that's kind of the thing. Like when six comes out, because let's be real, it's going to happen eventually. Um, I'll still go play it because whatever mechanic they introduce may be one that I like. Like, I don't know until I play it. At first, no one liked the balance system from Tekken 6 until it hit tag. Mm -hmm. And when Tekken tag had the balance system in it, it made sense. It felt right. I mean, let's be honest. Tekken tag is probably the next. They're going to do another Tekken tag next, probably. I really hope so. I don't think so. No? Stop it. I love no. tag. Don't, It'll be. Don't say no, that. No, no, no. no, no, no. Even better. <laughs> no, but it's supposed to be better. It's supposed to be the long-awaited, the game we've been waiting for for fucking years, it's like Naruto, Tekken Cross with... Street Fighter. Oh. Because we had Street Fighter I was on a different Tekken. page. I wanted it to be like the Naruto games where we have four people on the Remember board Remember when they were the saying, time. like, <laughs> was, it street, was it Street Fighter was going to do it with everything. Like, they were going to do, like, a Mortal Kombat 1-2 eventually. Well, they didn't say eventually, but they said they wanted to. But the hard part about that is Mortal Kombat is rated M specifically because their special thing is fatalities. Now, it's going to be really hard to To get the licenses, yeah, to watch Ryu just get his head ripped off of his body. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) But it'd be amazing. It'd be hilarious. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. spine. Mm Mm-hmm. It'd be hilarious, but that's it's hard to get that licensing done. Yeah. It's kind of like when they did Mortal Kombat versus DC the first time, mm-hmm. like why they couldn't show fatalities because they couldn't imagine Superman, Batman. for instance, or yeah, yeah, Superman or Batman like killing someone because that's not yeah. their MO. That's not something they it naturally puts, it puts do. that on your hero. Yeah. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. So, like, in so Street Mortal Fighter Kombat time, really can't be mixed with a lot of things. Yeah. Mortal Kombat's a little, little harder to do. But, like, when you think about it, like, it's really weird. The idea of watching, like, Ryu, this guy who fights because he thinks it's a way of life, like, to watch him kill Rip, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I can see a killer instinct maybe cross uh, Mortal Kombat. That would make more sense. Yeah. That would. 100%. But back to Street Fighter, like, I think I like, the reason I like 4 more than 5 is because, personally, I I like having a variety of characters in the game to choose from, and 5 doesn't seem like it has that many characters, they slimmed down, and they did the same with Mortal Kombat, or Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, where they slimmed down drastically compared from, well, 2 was like, and then then 3. I have a question. Yo. Are they launching characters that you have to pay for? In five, yes. More Street Fighter Five, yes. Is Street that Fighter why five they slimmed it down? No, so I, that they could sell you the other characters. They want. I think I'm about with to be five, real upset. They, like <laughs> it, with five, it, it seems like they wanted to have a story mode. Okay. And what turned people off, I think, on five was how long it took them to come out with said story mode. And then, because you could originally buy it, but I think they ended up giving it to everyone for. With a free update? No, the story mode was planned to be free from the beginning. Oh, okay. So they did give you that. And then there's the arcade mode, which is just straight, I'm going to go fight a bunch of computers. You know, the, the standard typical, arcade the mode. Typical thing. That yeah. wasn't there, was it? No, either. that's what they're charging you for. Like, if you don't already own Street Fighter Five, you can buy the Street so Fighter Five arcade edition. It was pretty much online, arcade. right? Hmm? It was pretty much only online at that point yeah, when you first got much. it? Okay, well, <laughs> Yeah, okay. that's why I hate Street Fighter Five. Looked at me today and was like, "Scott, 
you don't play fighter games. What is the basic mode you expect in every fighting game? The ability to fight computers one-on-one constantly in a stream. Yeah. AKA arcade mode. I'm pretty sure that's what makes fighting games fighting games. I'm pretty sure that's like yeah. the staple look, I, of all, fighting games. Look, all I said was I like the Street Fighter fan- franchise and I like Capcom. I didn't say that they were geniuses. <laughs> that's like if I gave you like a Call of Duty or like battlefield game and took out multiplayer and was like no that's extra like we all know why we buy those games it's yeah. for the multiplayer well see i mean i'm not trying to down Good five i mean stuff. obviously that is a you know in my opinion that's terrible and there are people who like street fighter five there's a fan base for it mm-hmm. but they have money yeah but uh, i don't know like in like I said earlier, for me personally, I just like variety of characters. So, like, that's why I love Marvel's Capcom 2 so much, is the variety now, of characters. to be fair about Street Fighter V and all the DLC characters that you can get, you can actually get them without spending money. Okay, okay, that's... You can actually, you can I go was, through and earn them in-game without spending money. I was building money. up rage in a way that I haven't but I feel like, in a long have time. Have you played Rainbow Six, Scott? Which one? The new one? No. You can build in-game credit, too, to buy the characters. But it takes a long time. Yeah, it, it does. Why does it sound funny? It does. I don't like, know. Now, does Street Fighter Five take a long time to get the um, a lot of in-game play? I'll put it to you this way. Does it take 80 I hours of bought, play to get all the characters? I don't think it takes that long. I would. Be, um, I bought yeah. Street Fighter Five when it came out. I stopped playing it until the end of Season 1. When they announced season two and they announced Akuma, I went back and played it, I think, two weeks after Akuma came out. And I had enough credit to buy Akuma pretty much when I launched the game. And I hadn't played in almost a year. So I don't think I don't think it's that bad. Of course, I also haven't played since Akuma came out and I tried him out and he. Oh, my God. What do they do to my character? But anyway, <laughs> I don't, I don't like that at all. Like, if I'm gonna pay money for a fighting game, and I agree with Mario, like I don't even play that many different characters. I don't, yeah. I don't need there to be thirty characters. But I'm going to pay for this game where fighting games are based on the characters, and that's what makes the franchise. If you tell me that I have to buy the game and then play it for X number of hours to even consider getting another one of the characters that makes your franchise what it is, I'm not okay with that. That's... That's, that was one of the big things to it. Mm-hmm. Is but, there a lot of like feedback on that? Like, yes. Are they going to fix that next time? Well, the big thing Question about... Question mark. <laughs> so the big thing about fighting game rosters, especially the rosters, very yeah. specifically, is that they don't want to give you all the same characters every game. Yeah. They don't want to do that because after after a while, that gets really stale really quick. It's like how they reduced the size of the roster for Tekken Tag 6 yeah. to for Tekken Tag 7. And they actually took like four or five of the mainstay staple characters from Tekken 6 out for 7. Okay. So one of my personal favorites, Bruce Urban, who's been there since Tekken 2, mm-hmm. no longer in Tekken. He's not in Tekken 7. But they gave us a character that plays just like him. Literally just like him. I'm kind of okay with that. And are we are so, we paying for Noctis in Tekken 7? Yes. Okay. That I'm okay with. 
But the big thing is, is that very part of Tekken, exactly have him in it. That's okay, and that's kind of how I feel about it. Like special characters like that, like guest characters like Geese and Noctis, I don't have an issue with Cloud on Smash Bros. Cloud and Smash Bros. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't have an issue with that. That's good. But like when it comes down to the DLC roster, like the DLC guys, most of these characters are not developed for the game specifically because when the developer goes through and they make their roster they have their main mechanic in mind and they're not sure how this new how this character from an old game will work with the new mechanic so a lot of times they're like okay we put out these guys because these guys are built around the mechanic these are the ones you should primarily be using these are the guys that we're going to focus on to start now who else do you want we're going to work on this it's going to take us a little bit of time but when we put this character out we're asking for a small fee because it did it is extra work for us. That's how the DLC characters have been working for the last few games. That I'm kind of okay with. And That's why it takes so minimal. And this is why okay. Virtual Fighter kind of I would say failed with a lot of fans is because gotcha. when Virtual Fighter first came out, it was like the first 3D fighting game, right? Okay. It was popular. I would say Virtual Fighter 1 and 2 were, were pretty popular. When Tekken came out, I don't know, I don't know how popular Tekken 1 was. But I do know once they started changing the mechanics and stuff, Tekken started to get really popular. And it, it also was more, I would say, over the top in some action sequences and stuff with the moves. Where Virtual Fighter was really grounded and never changed their mechanics. So people were like, do I want the realism and the game that never changes? Or do I want the, tech, the game that changes and also has more like action? and Because uh, you're buying a new game versus yeah. buying the same game. Which is fair. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the way that fighting games go. Didn't now. it used to be for games like Tekken and whatnot? Like, but uh, I love Virtual Fighter, so I just want to put that on a note. Virtual Fighter is probably my favorite game Virtual franchise. Virtual Fighter was a good series. Please make another one. <laughs> what if it's the same? But uh, We should probably end the discussion soon. But um, Okay. <laughs> Street Fighter. Uh, Scott, when was the first time you played Street Fighter? Back to Street Fighter. Never. Never? Okay, Scott. I had third alpha third third strike alpha or whatever it was. Yeah, alpha third. I had it on my Game Boy Advance. Pretty awesome. First time I played though was Street Fighter Two on the Sega or whatever. Um, but would you say with five, since we're going off of Scott's argument to pre sequel with Borderlands, Kevin, would you say Street Fighter is positive, negative, staying stale? You're, what, what do you think? Could they improve with six or the next I think, alpha, whatever they're going to do with five? I hate to say it, but I almost, I'm at the point of believing that Street Fighter might be a dying franchise. Yeah. Like as much as I love Street Fighter, absolutely adore Street Fighter. I feel like Street Fighter is dying because they're, they're running out of ideas mm-hmm. and I'm scared. Like I am honestly scared for Street Fighter. Yeah. I want six to be better but five was not impressive enough for me to stay with them so big question on that then and this is also kind of relates back to magic a little bit and a way that they could revitalize these franchises not just street fighter but also things like tekken if you run out of new mechanics can you go back and fix the older ones like That's if they go we're... back in like seven or eight and they redo three again with a different roster better graphics Better checkbox. Kind of what they Seven did on the. Sell. What's the game on the Switch that just put out? 
oh, Championship Edition Hyper, which literally is Street Fighter 2, where they added two more characters that were never in Street Fighter 2. And added that's the, what's selling. And updated the graphics. Yep. Okay. That, that's that's yeah, an that example. That would be perfect. So, and like, Street Fighter, I don't think they'll die. I think they'll just keep doing updates and eventually be like, okay, we don't have a new one right now. What was whatever more popular previous ones? Let's give it a rebate. that's the thing. I wish, personally, that Street Fighter would just take a second, pull out all the fan base. What mechanics have been your favorite across all the franchises? And I think if they take a good listen to the fan base, they can make the best Street Fighter that won't need eight versions of it, and they can give us a bunch of DLC characters because everyone wants their favorite character to come back. If you start off with a solid roster, like 16 characters Damn. or so, like a solid 16 characters, and then with your favorite mechanics, parry, uh, alpha counters, fucking, uh, you know, the three different kinds of super bar you can get, any of that. And the ability to turn those off and on in the game so you can kind of like customize your gameplay. Exactly. And then you could have tournaments for the same game, yeah. but hey, this is going to be the one for the one yeah. for Perry system. We can, the one we can for just this. Put, fix it in the settings. Yeah, at that point, tournament mode. Why is that not part of <laughs> tournament I think, mode? I think we're geniuses. Why aren't we designing game? So I I'm mean, a, I'm working on one. I'm agree with Kevin. I I think especially after five, have, uh, with our personal opinion, Street Fighter just. Is not where it it should be now. It, no, it regardless, it's like five it's, was kind of like a, eh. it's, but it sounds like it was going up. From, like like I said, that. it still has its fan base. People yeah. still love five, and they love that mo- that online thing. But with our with in you know, I guess with the microtransactions for the stuff, I guess maybe that shuts some people off, and you know, it shut uh, us off when you have to buy arcade mode. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty upsetting. And the story mm-hmm. mode that's takes forever bad. to come out. I can I can see you know I, that's just some people's opinion on why it didn't succeed, but or well you can still say it succeeded I guess, but uh, I, I don't know. Would you say it succeeded still? I don't know. I I I am pretty torn on the arcade mode thing. Like that's something flat out that should have been in there from the beginning. As a personal as a person who's always played fighting games, but like, did the game succeed? <laughs> you can see that he wants to say no, but he doesn't. He's very on the yeah, in between. I'm very, very, I'm very, very frustrated by it because, like, yeah. for I'm gonna me, take frustrated it's a as a stale, a failure. For, for me, it's a failure personally. But for a lot of people, especially people who are new to the series, this is what they wanted out of Street Fighter. Okay, that's fair. With all of the discussions we got off topic with, with Overwatch, with uh, microtransactions, with Street Fighter, Tekken. We went a lot of ways. Uh, uh, Magic the Gathering. You came <laughs> into this, man. <laughs> Phone apps. Phone apps came Phone into apps. this. Phone apps. made come back. It's just, <laughs> it's, we got off on some tangents, so we, but pretty much this was part three and most likely the final chapter of game franchises of game and it's going to lead into a much bigger and better series where we're 
That is a gonna bold talk about, claim, man. I'll say we're evolving, guys. We are. We're going to evolve. We realized as we were doing this, like we're okay, bring new doing mechanics this in. as yeah, we're gonna bring in new mechanics. <laughs> like we realized as we were going through, it's just like you know this whole gaming franchise thing isn't really working out. Let's just have a gaming discussion. So we're gonna we're gonna evolve. We're gonna work on this a little bit, and we're gonna come back, and it's gonna be even better, guys. It's gonna be a lot of this, but without like you guys expecting a certain topic from us. It's not going to be like Halo 3 to Halo 4, okay? It's going to be better. So, that's a, <laughs> um, that's, that's a statement. That's Some people funny. like Halo 4, though. So, you never know. That. I didn't say it was bad. I just left. <laughs> well, that will do it for part three of Gaming Franchises. Thank you, everyone, who uh, for listening. Look Cinema 7 up. Uh, you know, Go to our website, cinema7podcast.com. It's the loneliest website on the internet. Um, you can <laughs> you can look up uh, you can look us up on social media, Twitter. Uh, just type in Cinema Seven. I'm sure we'll pop up. Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. We post some goodies. Uh, you can also discuss with us online. If you really like Street Fighter Five, let us know. That'd be awesome. Create a whole discussion and an argument and debate on our page. It'd be great. Feedback is a good part of this. Feedback, is, yeah, and and you communing with us and joining the community of Cinema Seven is something we would love. So yeah, um, what else should I add there? Uh, I, I think I think you pretty much covered it all. Yeah, so uh, look us up on all podcast flat platforms wherever you're listening to us. Follow and subscribe. Uh, definitely look, definitely check out that Audible free trial, audibletrial.com/c7pod. Uh, look us up on Patreon. We know Patreon has been under fire and scrutiny lately because it does not give its creators a lot of uh, the money back in return, which is true. Uh, but you voiced your opinion, and I think Patreon will change. And we also lowered our Patreon tiers. Uh, we still have a dollar and five dollars, but we lowered the ten dollars, I believe, to eight dollars, and we lowered the twenty dollar one to fifteen dollars. So uh, hopefully that might help. So definitely still support us on there because there's not really many other sites to support creators or uh, podcasts and things. Uh, hey, if you're ever looking for some content, uh, we still got Dias over here on yeah. gaming on uh, Friends Suck. If you're bored, uh, we're working on Friends Suck a little bit more. Uh, still with YouTube, but we'll probably also be doing a lot more uh, Twitch streaming. And speaking of Twitch, we got we got Phoenix zero seven two seven. Yeah, I was like, I'm working on uh, yeah. getting that getting back to the stream and. Uh, I'm going to have a lot more. Hopefully, I'm going to actually have Cinema 7 on the Twitch stream somewhere. And then uh, be we'll be Twitch streaming with uh, Friends Suck as well. So, you'll have three, different, three, maybe four different perspectives on whatever we're playing. We're going to try to start working on uh, streaming together. A lot more so. streaming options. It's going to be nice. It's like, it's like the Netflix of, uh, say, it's of, like, of uh, Twitch. It's like, uh, you know, like... It's like you don't have to actually stop listening to us if you don't want to. We're, we're pretty entertaining. Yeah, we talk enough for everybody. To be yeah, honest, depending <laughs> depending on the mood, you, so, he's not wrong. <laughs> so on YouTube, check out Friends Sucks. Uh, Friends Suck. Uh, look for uh, Kevin's Twitch streams. We share them on Twitter. Uh, it's Phoenix zero seven two seven. How you spell Phoenix again? P H E O N I X. He knows it's wrong, so don't say anything. Right? He's well aware. <laughs> Fully aware. <laughs> so much scrutiny. They they talk to me about it every time. I refuse to change it. Get also, over it. also, I think there's a friend suck uh, 
something in the works for friends suck too isn't we're, there we're working on it um twitch won't let us type the word suck in for a username really can yeah you spell it different um so right now and it's it might change so you know you can feel free to do this if you'd like to but it's friends sck because we can't put the u in there <laughs> So that's what it is right now, and we're working on that. But here's the hope, and like, there's also um, that that RPG right in the works. Oh, is it right? Is so I got Kevin, a little. I'm looking at you right now. Yeah, so I got a little um, pro- project I'm working on. I'm trying to get a like collaboration, friend suck Phoenix and uh, Cinema Seven RPG maker game on the ground. That's um, it. We can't say anymore. It's top secret. Yeah, that's, that's about it. it. That's it. That's what I like to tell you. Yeah. Uh, look, there's a lot more programming in this than I expected, so we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm working on it. And Cinema 7 is working on do, maybe possibly doing its own audio dramas with Kevin and Scott as voices oh for characters. Uh, this could be an actual thing. We don't know yet. We're, we're still talking about it. I want it to happen. So it, it would be fun and goofy. And we do voices. And- okay. 2018 is about to be a big year for all of us. Like, y'all need to keep tuned. And I'll send it away with the add-in of Chris Hawk giving us the send-off. I miss you, Chris. So, uh, at Cinema 7, we want to thank you always for watching with us. We want to thank you for listening with us. And we want to thank you for exploring with us.
podcast.